Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get into the reunion, I would like to hear about Sheena and you yes. and then the dog. Yes. The dog. Yes. There's a, still a lot to unpack here. Um, so Sheena did physically assault me that night. Um, and I have a permanent scar wow. on my eyebrow. Um, and at the moment, I thought I deserved it. That's why I just stood there and let it happen. She pushed me as hard as she could against a brick wall. Um, the back of my head hit the wall pretty hard. And then she socked me in the eye and I was in shock. Um, she threw my phone in the street and then called Ariana from her phone. And I immediately ran to my phone and it was a brand new iPhone. So I was like, Oh no, is it cracked? <laughs> um, but it, it was fine. I called Tom immediately and I was like, Sheena just punched me in the face. And he was like, oh, I know. I heard her say to Ariana, I just punched that bitch in her face and threw her phone in the street. So um, it's just nuts that she's doubled down on this narrative that I'm a liar and a cheat and that I completely fabricated this assault for whatever reason. Um, I don't think that filing a restraining order was out of question because she was making this like punch emoji on a post that she made with Ariana saying like, I've always got your back mm -hmm. and it just, I didn't feel safe. Um, so it's just unfortunate that, uh, I've been, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me how I can be assaulted and then still have so much vitriol. And um, I think. And still be the villain. Yeah. The full, the, did yeah. You, did you sign up for this? Like, 
Did you sign up for all of this? That's what people will say. She signed. Everyone knows what they're getting into. They've seen the show. She signed up for this. You know what, Bethany? I really thought that reality TV was going to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I thought it would be a great experience for me to step out of my comfort zone. So what I didn't ask you is how did you feel knowing someone that you thought you were in love with recorded you and then it ends up on a TV show? I mean, within a cast of a TV show. I felt very betrayed. I felt like I couldn't trust this person. Um, I felt like my privacy didn't matter to him. And he didn't really give a good excuse besides he wanted me to see it later on to see how beautiful I was. But if he would have asked for permission, I would have said no. When Tom and I were filming at my apartment uh, after filming got picked back up, um, I said to Tom, how can I trust you? You filmed me without my consent. And he admitted to it. But then after that scene wrapped, he said, why did you say that? Why did you say that on camera? You made me look bad. And I was like, well, because that's what happened. And like, you know, Um, and he ended up boycotting filming the rest of Scandal so that he could have um, editing rights to that scene to take out that specific. He said, I'm not filming unless you take that out. Yes. I've seen that happen before. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that happen. Wow. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay. And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Has he gotten the same level of hate that you have for the affair? I'm not sure. I think he's getting a lot of hate right now just be, being pompous and like being around town with a bunch of different girls. Um, but I feel like it's true. The woman does the woman does get the short end of the stick. That makes sense. Does so Tom owns the bar with he owns Schwartz and Tom, Tom, and then Schwartz and Sandy. Yes. So the Bethany clause is something that was a result of my skinny girl deal. And it says that businesses that are showcased on reality shows that the cast members have to kick up to the network a percentage. So I assume that Bravo profits off of these bars and Vander, Lisa Vanderpump's bars. So Tom is a, is a partner in these bars. Yes, he is. So he profits off of the marketing that the show provides. Mm-hmm. And then Bravo profits off of the sales and everybody was going into these bars. Mm-hmm. Um, is he a producer? He's not technically a producer. He's been on the series from day one, season one. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I don't know if I'm even able to disclose this information, but he did sh- he did tell me during negotiations for season 11 that he was offered a producer credit for season 11. Oh, okay. So I think he was being rewarded for the scandal of it all. Wow. And um, to me, that's just kind of gross because it seems... It makes me skeptical. Like, was this really just something that was fabricated for this end result? You know, it sounds like everyone, it sounds like Lisa Vanderpump is profiting. Bravo's profiting. Annie Cohen's definitely profiting. Tom is profiting. Ariana is profiting. So, and you're in a deficit. You're in debt. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And was is Lisa Vanderpump in a position to protect you guys within this place you're working? Like, is, is are you supposed to feel like someone's there to protect you? That there's someone to go to, a supervisor, a manager, a boss. 
there really isn't anybody that's a safe place to go to. Um, I don't think that anybody on that show has my best interest at heart. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to be so trusting like I once was. Um, and, and people have spent the like Kristen has a spinoff. She was fired years ago and now she's back and she has a spinoff coming, right? Yes. So you kind of get sucked in and, and you'll do whatever it is because you want to get a spinoff and you want your bar to succeed. So it sounds logical that people would play the game because take a few punches, you're making money. You're selling your soul, essentially. And this past season really did feel like the first season where I was like, oh my God, I am selling my soul. Um, And it's interesting that you mentioned Kristen because Kristen was just starting about, uh, Kristen was just starting to talk about her tumultuous relationship with James and what happened behind closed doors. Um, and then all of a sudden she's presented with this spinoff, which I believe is a way to silence her to keep that under wraps so that the longevity of Vanderpump rules can continue. The realm, protect the realm. Mm-hmm. So there is, I, there is an alleged physical abuse. There's a physical abuse allegation with Kristen and James. Yes. And people say something was cut out of, and I, I've gotten people that have called me about other incidents related to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you think that a spinoff is, is good hush money for someone who was fired for like a racist, an alleged racist act. Um, yeah, I think she was in relation with Stassi and they both got fired at the same time. Um, but I do believe what she has said about James. I know James is, I've seen him be a violent person. So I have no doubt that what she's saying is true. I hope that one day it will come to light and there will be justice. Um, it's very, it's so crazy. Sometimes reality TV is like the upside down. People are rewarded for bad behavior and, and, you know, negativity. Like I've said, bankruptcy in no other world, you know, does the, does the, does the boss, the entity like pull in and highlight addiction, drinking affairs, bankruptcy, going to jail. Like that's, you know, in other workplaces that's frowned upon. So reality TV is the upside down, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and it's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I, like I said, I haven't watched the show, so I don't know about Kristen and I don't know about the firing, but then to the pendulum to swing and get a spinoff from fired to spinoff is a big, is an interesting swing. It is interesting because the cast members that were fired and canceled at that time now have this big comeback because this scandal is so salacious that we are the ultimate villains, Tom and I, and now they have a platform to redeem themselves. Wow. Okay. All right. So we're going to get into the reunion. So, um, cause that's the last time really anyone saw you. Yeah. Um, I want to read something to you that you experienced, but I don't know if when you hear it just read to you and for the audience too, the audience that tuned in, the ratings were astronomical. It's the biggest event that 
Bravo's had in a really long time. It's a cash cow, millions, tens of millions of dollars, advertisers. It was a ratings juggernaut. Um, the ratings were, I think I read somewhere, total viewers were in like 11 million or something. I, I mean, how much greater were the ratings during Scandal than a normal season? And was the show failing? I've heard rumors that the show is failing. It was on autopilot and kind of on the way down. Mm -hmm. And Scandal revived it. Yeah. Alex Baskin went on record himself. He's our executive producer of Vanderpump Rules. And he said the show was going to be canceled after season 10. And if it wasn't for Scandal, there wouldn't be another season. Wow. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. What were the ratings before and what were the ratings after? I don't know the numbers, but I would be very curious to know because... Well, it says uh-huh. uh, Vanderpump Rules viewers did not dip out of the season 10 finale. Uh, it hit highs for the Bravo show. The episode which showed the fall drew a combined audience of 4.1 million viewers on Bravo, On Demand, and The Peacock within three days of that viewership. Oh, Wow. 
2.4 million in the demo to give everyone a frame of reference at the peak of successful housewives that I've been on. And of course, Beverly Hills does really well, but like Atlanta back in the old days, the heyday would get 4 million, like back in the heyday. I don't, but they never got 2.4 million in the demo. That's the sweet spot for Bravo. That's the advertisers. Like the most I've ever seen for housewives is with a one in front of it, maybe a million. That's astronomical, that demo. Wow. Yeah. The target. Yeah. The ratings are, I would be willing to bet that the demo was probably a couple hundred thousand when it was failing. And then it went up to 2.4 million. It probably shot up. Oh, wow. Season 10 reached over 11 and a half million total viewers. That is, that's bigger than network numbers. That's outrageous. More than 115 million hours of season 10 have been watched to date across both platforms, as well as on small digital apps. Season 10 reached over 11 and a half. Holy shit. That's insane. 11 and a half million. I thought that was like not even true. Wow. That's crazy. And a lot of most watched cable series of 2023 in the 18 to 49 demo, which is the sweet spot. That's all the advertisers. Bravo has made millions and millions of dollars. This is the realm they must protect. That is. Yeah. Well, wow. All right. So now we're going to get into it. That that's shocking. I'm glad I read that before getting into the reunion. Okay, Mm -hmm. so it's all (laughs) they cash their checks. Yes. They've all got Ferraris. Let's go. And a lot of people are um, obviously tuning in for the first time hearing about Scandaval and rewatching old episodes. A lot of people are rewatching past seasons that I've been on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Trying to figure out like, oh, did this happen in season eight? Oh, no. All boats rise with the tide. Totally fair. They're going back and no one's making money on residuals. It's insane ratings. Wow, Bethany. Wow. Okay. (sighs) So let's take a breath. I want to, I just got jacked up. So I want to (laughs) get jacked down. I want to read to you from the reunion, the transcript, some of, sorry, you were only really on the second of the reunion. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cause there was a restraining order. I think technically I was only on the third part of the three part reunion. Okay. I was in the trailer watching the reunion. Um, for the first two parts. Okay. So I watched the, I watched all of the reunion. That's what I did watch in a couple of episodes, but, um, of the scandal, but I watched the reunion and I got my pen and paper and I wrote some things down because I was in shock and maybe not having watched 10 years of this, I could sort of just see something in a vacuum. And, and, and it is in a vacuum because I haven't watched if you've been duplicitive or dishonest, duplicitous or dishonest or or things that people think about you. But I know that you're a human being. I know that you could be my daughter. And I know that Andy Cohen is a parent and Lisa Vanderpump is a parent and that your castmates are all going to war because they just were on the the biggest show of 2023. Mm -hmm. So I'm putting all of this in my mind. And I just want to read to you, uh, what was said to you in a very short period of time on the reunion? Diabolical, demented, subhuman, shut the fuck up, fuck you, fuck yourself with a fucking cheese grater. You're disgusting and I wish the worst that can ever happen to a person on you. 
And then you said, I feel like a piece of shit. And then it was said to you about you. She's a. And then Lala says, my love, I think you need to get mentally evaluated. You're truly insane. And then you say, I am getting mentally evaluated. And then it said to you, you're a fucking psychopath. You're a dementor. You're a soul-sucking individual. You're ugly. You're hideous. You're rotten on the inside. Rotten, rotten like a moldy piece of fruit. Rotten. You are nothing. You are nothing. You are nothing. Let that sink in because I know it's hard for you to let other people's thoughts go into your brain because you never have had an original thought of your own. You are nothing. You're dead to everybody now. I'm really sorry. Like, that was actually said to you on national television. And then you said, no one handed you a tissue. I saw Ariana got a tissue. No one handed you a tissue. And then you started to walk off. And Andy said, hold on, come back. What does that mean to you hearing those words like in a row, like I wrote them down and just read them? Nobody should ever be spoken to like that. We're all human. We're just navigating through life and we're bound to make mistakes. I know that I'm not lesser than or even greater than anybody else. That's one of the lessons that I learned at the Meadows. I also, hearing that, it's, it's very difficult in that moment to accept those words that are being thrown at you, and it's much easier to disassociate and just let it, fly on over because who can even accept that and be like, oh, you're throwing this stuff at me. Let me look at it. Oh yeah, that's all mine. No, like I can see that those words are filled with hate and are intended to put me down and make me feel like someone who is not worthy of love, who's not worthy of acceptance or living life. And I know that I am worthy. I think every single person on this earth is worthy of living a life full of love. Um, I... This might be a little bit of a tangent, but um, I'm adopted and my mom couldn't give birth. So her sister got pregnant with me and um, asked my mom if she wanted to have this baby. And so she gave birth to me and gave me to my adopted mom. And I think that I am a miracle to be able to live in this world, this planet we call earth 
And um, I, I just can't accept those words. Good. And, you know, I thought to myself, what must your parents think when they hear that? And like, you'll maybe one day have a daughter or a son. And like, what would they think when this lives up? You know, and I, I have a daughter and if I would have killed someone, honestly. So I don't know you and I don't know what happened, but I know you're a person. And I know that I read somewhere that Andy said like about Tom, he is a human being or something. But like, has anyone said that you're a human being? No, I've been told that I'm subhuman. So why do you think Andy said, hold on, come back to someone? He's a, been a Bravo executive. He's in a superior role. He's a parent. He's been a producer. Um, and he's, you know, he's 54 years old. He's like, you know, he's a little older than I am, but like, I'm not saying you're a kid, but in this world with producers and a network and 11 and a half million viewers, you're the employee, you know, who's the protector of the employee? Where's, you know, you're going to go to HR and say people called me subhuman piece of garbage? Like, where's... <laughs> if I did, I don't know. They'd be like, well, that's the nature of the beast. And then it was said to you, you should leave and never come back. No one wants you by. Ariana gets a tissue. And then sociopath, you have no more friends, you moron. So... Did someone ask you to come back like on the reunion? You, did you walk away? Did someone ask you to come to come back? Um, honestly, I can't even remember in that moment. Um, I believe I walked away to get a sip of water because <laughs> when I get nervous, my mouth gets parched. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of already knew that I would be emotionally abused by my cast members by going back and do and doing the reunion. Um, It was like your penance. Yeah. It's like, I have to own up to it and I have to like, like, do I deserve this hate? Like, is this hate justified? Because what I have done is so horrendous well, my therapist, I have a therapist called Dr. Matt Pulowitz. He's a really nice guy. He's very gentle. He's very sweet. He's saved my life in a way that's about another story for another time. But I asked him to, to watch the reunion. I mean, a grown man who is a professional. And I said to him, will you watch this for me? And will you tell me what you think? He's a psychologist. He's a, obviously a therapist. And he said something interesting. He said, there's a difference between punishment and abuse. He said, punishment is you're banished from the friend group. No one will speak to you. So let's say a wife's husband cheats. Like she won't speak to him for six months. He's sleeping in the doghouse. Maybe she doesn't want to get a divorce. Maybe a divorce is a punishment. It's a punishment. Mm-hmm. He said, this was not a punishment from everybody. This was abuse, which was very interesting. And he said that the reunion, he said, have I ever witnessed an intervention or a situation where there's a group, uh, like group therapy or like a reunion. He said, in this particular case, usually there's a goal, he said. In this particular case, he said, there was no goal for conflict resolution. Mm -hmm. It was just a beat down on a treadmill. He said it was a loop. It was just a constant beating that, you know, was abusive. And I looked up, you know, many studies say that 
emotional abuse can be as difficult as physical abuse. And um, I want to get into what then happened, the further abuse that you had online and, and what that was like after. But the definition of emotional abuse is a way to control by using emotions to embarrass, shame, frighten, criticize, blame, or manipulate another. And verbal aggression, intimidation, manipulation, and humiliation, which unfolds as a pattern of behavior over time that aims to diminish another person's sense of identity, dignity, and self-worth. Do you feel like you've been emotionally abused? Absolutely. In the moment, I felt like I deserved it, but after taking some time away and seeing things more objectively, absolutely I was emotionally abused. And did you feel protected at all by, why do you think, did, would you have expected a producer to maybe step in and stop or the host or Lisa, whose show, whose name is on the show? Like, would you have expected someone to be like, she's been beaten and let's stop this? Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like a part of a reunion is to hear what people have to say about it. You got yourself into this mess. Now you need to lay in this bed that you made for yourself. What do you have to say for yourself? Like when people do things that are out of character, it's only human nature to want to know why and what do you have to say? Like, are you remorseful or are you just laughing? Um, But that wasn't, there was no opportunity for me to even speak and share what I was going through and why I found Tom to be this person that I connected to in an emotional way that I didn't connect to anybody else. And, and what needs were I, sorry, what needs were being met in this relationship? And why did I compromise my values when Everyone that has seen me since season five to season 10 has seen this girl that's reserved, shy, naive, but very sweet. And season 10 was so out of character for me. It just viewing that alone, it would make me want to know why, what is going on internally with this girl? to be involved in this situation. Um, But that was not the space for me. So, but Dr. Matt was right. There was no room for conflict resolution. That wasn't the goal. Absolutely not. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. 
This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts <laughs> 